relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. I know, I just won. <laughs> but so you've been living out here for 30 years? Yeah, I bought my property in like 91, and me and my wife got together in 94, and I was just living on my parents' property, caretaking it um, in Ettersburg. And when we got together, I was like, I plan on building a house on this property. I want to I do my own homestead. She was, that was all she really wanted to do was live in the area and build up, you know, have her own place because she moved around a lot as a kid. Yeah. And she's like, all I want is to be in, is to have a place that I don't have to feel like I got to leave. And I'm like, well, let's do that. And we fell in love and you know, I think we still have a lot of love now. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. So, you know, we got a lot of commitment to what, to what we're doing and, and trying to succeed here in this, in this neck of the woods. And having a farm out five miles out of fucking dirt road isn't, you know, it's not that it's not that easy no. we're all off grid we don't have any electricity or pg e so everything we do has to be you know back generator backup or solar with battery battery banks to, to operate our farms so it's just a lot more the bills are a little bit more extravagant as far as you know having a fuel bill and driving and commuting in and out to work a little more wear and tear on your vehicles and, you know it's like I've been cultivating cannabis in the ground my entire life. And I've gone from under the trees to in the trees to in buildings to out of buildings, you know, to pretty much every facet of the industry from the early 70s all the way into 2023. And it's just not something I can get a job holding a flag on a road crew <laughs> so that I can leave something that I've done my entire life. Done, I've literally cultivated cannabis four and a half decades already, and I'd have a pretty darn good retirement if they, you know, <laughs> allowed me to pay into it. I think. Well, and the whole thing. So, God damn it, that's gorgeous. Yeah, plenty wow. of money. So this is Teddy's property right here. Yeah. Yeah. His, his farm's right up here on the on the ridge. But so the whole thing though is like even homesteading without cannabis. That's a lot of fucking work oh to have God, to yeah. do for 30 yep. years straight. Yeah. I mean, like, most people don't understand how hard farming actually is and what it takes to do it. So, I would, I think most people would already be tired of just how much hard work it is, never mind the bullshit to of the To be a homesteader still, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, we have to, we grow our own food, our, all the apples, we have pigs, chickens, ducks, you know. We got a lot of other things to do that I'd really rather have my time go to, not working all the time for just devastating prices and now having to spend all this time to go rally with other other farmers that are all trying to succeed in this industry, but we're all being distracted with this measure A and having to get together, you know? And But it is making us stronger as a group because we're always meeting new farmers that are in the industry in our area. You know, we don't know them all. It's impossible for us to have had the time to all get together at the HCGA meetings get to know all the farms individually. Yeah. And I think there's still five or 600 licenses in Cal- in Humboldt County. But there's also, we had 2,500 to 3,500 applicants in the beginning that couldn't afford to make the cut. You know, for what reason or the other. They never intended on doing it. They were just in it to, in it to win it. And when they could 
divert as long as possible and then the money wasn't there, it was like, fuck it, I'm out. I can go to Oklahoma and grow weed and I'm halfway closer to New York. You know? <laughs> that's where they were sending it anyways. You know, and it's like, it's it's really sad that the state of California didn't build a robust, the robust industry that we were promised. And, and, and with all the consultants and the you know all the payments that are put, paid off at the at the political level for in different counties in the state to be able to get people to be able to be front runners in the cannabis business because it's the pay to play model you know and dispensaries selling shelf space to big brands and not not allowing small brands that location because it's all about financial gain and i get it they got rent to pay too but you know we have farms to keep in business we got roads to gravel ditches to keep clean do you, do you ever think one of the silver linings is that the people who actually want to be here are here now? 1,000%. I'm glad. I'm very glad that 98% of the people that came here from some other country or some other state to exploit what the beauty of Humboldt County and the financial opportunity that it had to offer have left. Um, and I just hope that we that there's enough of us left that we can work together to keep that name strong. That's the, you know... Like I said the other day, I'm a firm believer if you tell people something long enough, they're going to start believing it. <laughs> so we just keep telling them that every now and then we get a believer, you know, and in one of those, one believer can easily convert another. But it's really hard if you're the only person that's thinking it and you're not saying it. Yeah. That's why it's and important to get the word there's out. There's so many about different it. ways to consume cannabis and there's so many different you know, ages of cannabis, of cured cannabis, as even Teddy has shown in the Cannafest this year that he entered last year's Canna Country 26 and got the farmer's choice. <laughs> First place for the $10,000 prize and the trophy with last year's weed. So, you know, it's like because they took it and they looked at it and they smoked it and said that was the best weed. That's, that's the best one. That's the best smoke right there, farmer's choice. You know, Johnny got the best prize and for um, the rosin entries. For, so they both got trophies and $10,000. And that's, that's a testament to what SunGrown does. It's not, you know. Yeah, light depth and greenhouse. It's amazing product. Cannabis is an absolutely fucking amazing plant. There's no way any con- cultivation condition can take that away from it. Not even if you do a shitty job. No. Nine times out of ten. That's the thing about cannabis. Yeah. Is that she's amazing. You know? Nine times out of ten, it is usually the person getting in the way of it. Yeah. Like, you still can't Over, even fuck it up A little bit of overdoing it or yeah, not yeah. doing it at all. Yeah. It's usually what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, 100%. 1,000%. A lot of the folks that came from out of the area, like farm we're going by right here, these guys, they come down, they grow three crops a year, blowing it out, fucking noise, euros, all the time. Probably diverting every bit of it. And they just make this neighborhood uninhabitable for us during the summer. They really? came out, planted their crop this year, the county circle moved the helicopter and they said, your guys' permit's not out, it's not valid, you can't cultivate this year. Then they had to come and they moved their whole farm and left. But they got all set up, got all in the ground and then they were like, nope. And they had to come and fucking take them all out and fucking move them all. Jesus. And I was like, well, at least they finally did that, you know, like, because it's been so nice and quiet out here. We, we, you know, we don't have farmers, we don't have workers that drive in and out. It's just me and my wife. Yeah. You know, we have a tenant that lives on the ranch and works on the ranch. And that's, we don't have a lot of traffic. So we're not beating the shit out of our road. Like other, we have a couple other farms out here that just have heavy traffic. And 
It's like, I got to put the same amount of money into this road as they do. But they put a fucking thousand more trips a month in than I do. So, and the reason these roads are even halfway decent is because I've fucking spent the last 25 years working on them. Well, that's what I don't think people understand unless they've lived out in the country. Like and when I first started roads. growing weed out here, you couldn't get out here very well. Yeah. But now that we've been out here, we made money and put my money where my mouth is and put it up and started in my driveway till I got to the pavement. We have a decent road. Yeah. Used to be fucking whoop. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking fanning, fucking first through third the whole way, all the way up this hill, just mud bogging it. You know. I mean, that does sound a little bit funner. Oh, so, fun. I mean... <laughs> Super hard on your vehicle. Yeah, though. yeah. Breaking manifolds and snapping <laughs> fucking shit off. Yeah. Just thinking, just yeah, coming in to pick you up, how hard we used to beat our vehicles and how nice it is to have a vehicle last for fucking 15 years instead of, like, pound the crap out of them in a year on your road. Well, no, when, when, I, uh, when I first moved out to Oregon from the East Coast, you know, one of the places that I lived, it was three of us, three different houses using the same road out into the woods. And that was where they taught me. They're like, hey, it's only the three of us. So if you're driving all crazy, if you're kicking up, pissing you know, people off, pissing they're people gonna off. Call us. <laughs> if you're making debt, if you're making, you know, rough, trying to kill kids, yeah, and yeah. running out. It's yeah. it's a community one, yeah, and you're gonna, gonna fuck up the road, and we're all gonna be pissed at you about it. Too. That's right, and that, I mean it's nice to hear that it's not just here. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a certain level of yeah. you know once you're out on your own, people who tend to actually act a little bit better because they know who whose life they're gonna fuck up. Right, yeah, I'm fucking up that guy's road. You don't want to be caught by me. I was, <laughs> I'm like the guy who's like. I will fucking do whatever it takes to get the message delivered. <laughs> if it takes chasing you down, pounding windows out of your car with my bare hands, I'll do it to get you to stop fucking threatening the families out this road with your vehicle. Yeah. So yeah, our property starts right back there and we came through that dip and it comes right on through here, the fire station. I have this sign, you probably haven't, you'd probably like that sign. It's, I was on a strike team doing fire coverage and I said at this pizza, it says, Eric says, stay the fuck off of my road right here on this sign. That's so funny. Because I, the guy's like, I said, you know what I say when I see people on my road? And they're like, what do you say when you see people on your road? I said, Eric says, stay the fuck off of my road. <laughs> and he routed it into the sign. And one day he comes out and says, hey, I have a sign. I've been trying to get to you after spending that time with you on that strike team. Because he was a Cal Fire. Yeah, yeah. He went on a strike team with Cal Fire. And it was one of these Humble Bay battalion chiefs that we were working with. And I just left a, I left a lasting impression in his head where he was just like, I fucking, I just, you were so right on, I just had to fucking make this for you. <laughs> Eric says, stay the fuck off my road. Eric says, stay the fuck off my road, and I think he means yeah, it. Yeah, and the guys that came to do Fresh Frozen, they had a bunch of people come and trim up some Fresh Frozen this last week, and yeah. they were like, I saw that sign at the bottom of the road, it says, Eric says, stay the fuck off of my road. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing here? Why did you not here? listen yeah. to the sign? But it didn't. Apparently, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so, did did most of your stuff go to Fresh Frozen this year? Or no, I have a bunch of weeds still in the ground. Um, nice. But a lot of we did some star fruit that I have in clone that went to Fresh Frozen, and then I have um, a lot of white thorn rose that we did for John with Johnny for for Huckleberry Hill Farms. Obviously benefiting our farm, but you know, also, but also helping support 
having enough of that to really get it out to, into to the, the consumer yeah. where there's enough of it. And, you know, being able to this is so this is where we live, but we don't have a farm at our residence. Um, so our house is just right down here behind the landscaping. Cool. We have a driveway that comes in around the back. Um, oh, that's see. a big ass fucking. Driveway. Yeah, I got a few of those. Those are good old fucking. Yeah, days. they are. Yeah, I wish I had the. Wish I could afford the fuel and the prices of weed were up enough. I'd be using those generators for whatever I needed to. But they got the price of fuel in California fucking gang raping the consumer. This is gorgeous property. Yeah, so we have a few hundred acres, almost 300 acres here. 300 acres? Uh-huh. That's awesome. My, we have, my wife's brother, he has a property in the middle of our farm, and our property surrounds his place so he doesn't even live here he lives in town just got a vacant house so not a lot of people that want to live out in the fucking hills right now <laughs> not when it's a five mile drive on the dirt road yeah I mean I love it yeah. I don't have the homeless I don't have people coming and rifling through my car you know it's <laughs> like I'm at the end of the road it's not called the dead end road for no reason <laughs> you take your pick first word or last word there's, it looks like the wife. Dog might bark at you, but she won't bite you. Cool. Unless dogs hate you, then I don't know what to say. Dogs Sorry. love me. Sorry so. about that. Yeah. <laughs> if dogs guy. don't like you, then she, she's going to tell I'm me. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. So this is our commercial drying building that we've had to put up um, to be able to potentially in the future be able to have our manicuring, have a manicuring crew. To come and do the work on scene, we poured a, a slab in front here in the in the summer, so that we could have the ADA parking, so we can actually have a true commercial building. Yeah, yeah. Out here. Um, hey, you're gonna be nice. You're gonna be real nice. Hey. Oh. Hey, puppy dog. Hello. Tough love, yeah. How goes it? I know. You're telling people about it. And if I can't get by on a half an acre and tending to that, then I'm no longer really feeling like I'm a small farm. You know? Uh-huh. Once I get up into the acres, you're not a small farm anymore. I mean, in comparison to a 150-acre farm, but that's just absolutely ridiculous. Which, nope. They're all over the state. But not, not so much here in Humboldt County. But what if you wanted to like pivot and put a different license in, like maybe a packaging extract or nursery thing? Well, I have at Humboldt Alchemy Group on the Avenue. I already have a manufacturing Type Six manufacturing distro transportation licenses. Yeah. So I already have every bit of that, as far as like uh, two thousand square foot commercial cannabis kitchen packaging for pre-rolls and jars and CO2 extraction and distillation for edibles and and medicinal tincture products. So I've already did that in the very beginning because I and for, it's called Humble Alchemy Group Mm -hmm. is the business name and I built that because I knew our community was hopefully going to need to add value to products and we could come up with all these fantastic products and put them on the market as from Humboldt County Um, and add value to our name and also you know how we can actually navigate the market that has obviously been real slow going as far as I finally just got my kitchen done we've got our brand the most wanted brand of gummies out um, that we're finally getting to market nice so 
Um, Took a moment, though. <laughs> it sure has taken a moment. Well, you know, once the weed, you know, once it was so so legal and all the money was being absorbed into regulations and paying all these fees and the taxes that were on us in the first couple of years that took $125 a pound of any weed we sold on the legal market in taxes, not to mention all the inspectors and, and the consultants we were paying all this exorbitant money to. They just took hundreds of thousands of dollars out of every everybody's hands to bring them into what they called compliance. And now we got this measure A that's basically going to come in and strip any compliance people have done and also make it, as you said, harder harder for people to expand. Um, but I don't... I mean, I think as the market picks up, we probably can probably get, a, get another piece of property with a farm rather than expand on yours. No, I'm very interested. I don't know. I think the fact that, you know, when we were talking to somebody, they were like, oh, yeah, it was like 1,500 people went in to put in for the license, for licensing, um, and now there's only 700 left. Well, there was a lot more. There was, I mean, no, it was like up to, there was three, 2,500, 3,000 applications easily put into the county. Yeah when they because originally they started this hey we're going to legal cannabis is going to become legal if you guys want to continue to grow sign up and send in your letter and drop it off on this day and we'll have a period where you drop off your yeah we want to do this so the county will know how many people they need to allot to do all the not just the enforcement but how to do all the regulations and draw it up so then everyone turned in their little sign there and narked themselves out pretty much. Yeah, I want to grow legal weed. I standed in there through 13 of them in and was like, well, this is, if they say that's how it's going to be, let's get in the door first. Yeah. You know, and something to be said for starting in the back of the pack and walking past them all the ones that have fallen dead. You know? Yeah. And, you know, we're just basically cannon fodder to anybody that comes after us. Right? Like they, they lie, the county, you know, comes and tells us, oh, we're building an airplane while we're flying it. Well, none of them have any fucking knowledge on how to build shit, you know? And then we're all like, oh, well, it's the only way forward. You want a $5 square foot tax or $1? I'm like, well, I'll take the lowest one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm into being generous. $1 a pound. $1 square at foot. a time. Yeah, $1 at a square foot, not five. <laughs> You know, why are you voting for it at all? Because you don't have a choice, you know? You have to vote here. It's like, they're going to take whatever number comes up. <laughs> well, they uh, are also, too. They, Yeah. I mean, their, their, their job is to identify unrecognized revenue. That's the county's job. So they're no, they're, they're just like, they just don't have an internal revenue service to go after people. They have all these inspectors that go and bill $120, $140 an hour to do their inspections. Are they still pretty hardcore right now with doing all the inspections? Well, they are following through with doing their inspections because that's part of the lawsuit. The issue with the lawsuit with Measure A is they said the county isn't doing their inspections and people are kind of running ruckshock on the laws. So the county has really stepped it up to make sure that they get to every farm this year. Um, From what we've had our inspections, we did all five of our licenses in one day. Oh, wow. Um, we had just said, hey, we don't have time for this, so you make time to do them all in one day, and we'll save each other a bunch of time. Yeah, but yeah. we're not making five different appointments for five different experiences. We're doing all this experience in one afternoon. And we did from Sylvandale on the Avenue, where my lab is, all the way to our farm out here in like two and a half hours, we took care of five licenses. That's pretty good. Which, That's pretty good. Like, instead of making it 15 hours. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let's just nail these out. And the guy was like, Michael Kine was our inspector. 
and he was really, you know, understanding of the position we're all in, wanting to see us succeed in the business, and, you know, did, his, did a thorough inspection, but was also just really like, you know, we're all gunning for you, we want to, you know, we're trying to make sure we make the inspections and not be too hard on everybody, but we got to take note of what's going on. Well, that's a lot of what the, the Measure A was drawn up about, was they were failing to go inspect a lot of farms. Well, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, these people are shining a light on the county being like, oh, you're not doing your job now. So that yeah. would have to piss them off a bunch. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they don't, it's really hard, you know, because it is the good old boy club when they're up there. They still all work together and they have this, you attack one of them, you attack all of them, you know. <laughs> They're just a bunch of ants in a building. <laughs> well, but it's crazy for They're me. They're dragging their carcasses back in. They're also fucking coming out to get you. Yeah. Well, so, like, up in Oregon where I work with licensing, like, there's no way that they can go and examine every single farm in a county not, every year. Well, not and not catch the people that are breaking the law. Yeah. They have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of each farm. Yeah, yeah. It's like... But it's just, there's no way that they'll even come out to every farm. So, like, the fact that that's something that, you know, the county's trying to do right now is pretty impressive. Well, I mean, as the county, not the state. I mean, yeah. You know, it's not the state inspecting us. It's yeah. the county. The state, they've made, they've made, always made their annual inspections, and they probably would be coming to do it pretty soon. Because usually it's in the fall. Like, normally we have... Almost all of our weed is boxed up and bagged up before we before we have them inspect the seams. But yeah, the county's been going around doing their inspections, and ours went really well. We had no issues, and the guy, the, the inspector, was really nice. Has that kind of always been your experience with the county? Is that they're kind of working with you? They're trying to. The county is trying to work with it, but it's like there's no one size fits all with this with the regulations on anybody's property. Yeah. Because it's not just flat farmland. Everybody's property and roads and development issues that they created or were created before they bought the property are only significant to that property. You know, the way their water drains or doesn't drain, if they have ponds, if they're pulling out of a creek, if they're taking in surface diversions or they have an existing well, was that well permitted? You know, yeah. How, is your slope cultivating on a slope over this, this 15% degree at angle or are you, are you within 50 feet of a blue line creek or 150 feet of a, of a, of a red line creek, you know? So there's every everything is so different. You couldn't talk to your friend and have talk about really have him understand what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. You know, other than he's in the same fucking meat grinder that you are, with a different consultant telling him, giving him a different list of shit to fix. You know, like we had to fix a they called legacy legacy logging mistakes that was done in like the 40s and 50s when they originally logged and developed all this property. Well, they made all the pot farmers since we're so hardcore and, you know, and gnarly on the environment, so to speak, I guess, they made us fix these logging mistakes, like, we have, they got, our consultant was like, that's a legacy site, we need to get that fixed, well, you know, great and fine and dandy when there was a million dollars a year coming in on a farm, but when the price drops out and they're like, you got to put $60,000 into that thing or your license is going to expire, and you're like, that was done before my dad was even born. <laughs> I'm 50 fucking years old. Yeah, yeah. And here you are making me fix shit that fucking was done before my dad in 44. Like, like that's ridiculous. He's 80 yeah. years old. I got to go back and fix 80-year-old shit, and then the rest of it, they're like, now you got to do reparations. And I'm like, fuck. 
how I are, did reparations for logging. <laughs> like I, now I got to do reparations for slavery. <laughs> I mean, so how how are they able to do that to you guys though? They just Which, do. Fish and Game comes in and says, in order to do this, you're gonna have to fix that. And what are these logging issues? A lot of times that they didn't that they used uh, what they called humble crossings. They just filled the drainage in with logs, crossed logged it with cross. Um, Put logs side by side and covered it with dirt, and then they all caved in. And fucking, they were old skid roads, like road I've never even used. Yeah, yeah. Like I've walked down it. They made us put sixty grand in to fix these two tributaries in the in the headwaters of this creek. And it looks way. I mean, it, it definitely helped, but not as much as it costed. Yeah. Like the benefits <laughs> to me, being the person who owns the property and who actually knows what the health of that creek is. Yeah. It wasn't fucking a benefit, you know. The only thing that was a benefit is that Fish and Game didn't have to pay for it and they made me have to bill. Jesus Christ. You know? But that, so, so, like, they're not even doing that to other people's properties, oh, though? Yeah, but it really depended on your consultant. You know? My consultant was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. You're going to fix the creek. You're going to be making good money. And then in the end, it was like, oh, no, hang on. The price dropped. You're not going to make any money. You're going to still do all this work. You're going to still have to do this, this, and this, and this. And if you stop growing, you got to comply with all these things to get out of the growing. But so does that happen to new builds just as far as non-cannabis related? Like, if you buy a house out here. What's going on here? Is that trouble? No, like if you're building a house, you'll be heavily scrutinized if you go through a building permit. Um... For sure. If you go get your house permitted and before you build it, you'll have to comply with all the 2023 regulations for construction. Like all the windows, you can't just go out. I mean, if you go ask for a permit, <laughs> then they're going to make you go then through the hoops. The jump, you. yeah. You got to go through the hoops. <laughs> if you expose yourself, then you got to deal with them so most of us out here have never you know they didn't used to issue building permits you go up there and ask for a building permit at the county they'd be like we don't issue building permits down there so we just all build homes <laughs> and then they came out and like hey this is an unpermitted house yeah because it was you guys wouldn't issue building permits for us down here so we built this is where we live bought property and we homestead that's what we do now they call it environmental damage when i was a kid it was called homesteading Cut down trees, split firewood, fucking burned it in your thing, cleared some land, put it in an orchard, put it in a yard, cut some animals. Sounds like homesteading to me. I mean, being somebody who's from New Jersey, we did a lot worse to our environment. Than oh, yeah, still did. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mean, we're talking about the, the Hudson River, right? <laughs> yeah. Just all the garbage yeah, that's a little been bit. done down there. Yeah. Uh, no, that is so funny. Because, like, when I first came out to Oregon back in the day, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, I'm finally getting back to nature. I'm understanding. I'm working on farms. Before that, I didn't even know that you could just eat food off of a tree. Right. And like, then, like, I had my friend from Boston. We took yeah. him up to Lassic. I'm like, oh, hey, this is this is the most amazing water. It just comes right out of the mountain. It's like, there's nothing above here. Just this? the top of the mountain. Yeah, they've been dug. This, this is out. all new too. They last about a month and a half. They dug this all out and fucking built all that rock goes like twenty feet down, and it's just fucking building it back up and putting a new road in finally. 
because it's just been settling over the years. So they Jesus. fucking made like a $3 million project out of it, what it looks like to me. <laughs> like, well, you know what? They ain't got many much money to help anybody out, but they sure can fucking get grant funding to do that type of stuff still. That's that federal money, I bet. Mm-hmm. Not the county. County road, federal grant. So... So, yeah, I mean, it would be a real shame for all of us, you know, all of us farmers here. I've lived out this out this road my entire life. Like, 53 years I've been out this road. And me and my wife have been on our property for 30 years, and we've been cultivating on there for those 30 years on our farm together. And I cultivated even there several years before we got together because I had owned the property prior to